Hi, you're listening to Becoming Whole podcast with Claire Bradshaw, where I explore with my guests what it means to lean into living a life of wholeness and connectedness, a life where all parts of ourselves, our body, mind and spirit come into alignment, where we're truly living into our own personal values. So if you're a seeker, a feeler or someone wanting more from your precious life, then tune in every fortnight and let's get inspired together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Becoming Whole. And today the episode is going to be a little bit different to my normal format. Um, Today I'm going to be sharing my learnings from the past um, couple of years um, as I've really stepped away from the life that I thought I was meant to live and the life that I was kind of prescribed to me I suppose um the life that everyone around me my family my friends um were living and I started to get messages as I slowed my life down I started to connect with my heart and my intuition began to tell me and direct me um along a different path um this past two years for me has been, yeah, pretty hard, um, if I'm really honest, but it's been super beautiful as well. Um, I've grown a lot, I've faced a lot of fears, I've faced, um, yeah, a lot of things that I hadn't anticipated would show up in my life, um, but it's been beautiful and I'm super grateful for all of the learnings that I've had. So in this episode, I really wanted to share with you what those learnings are um, in the hope that in some way this mm, inspires you maybe, um, in some ways helps you in in a way um, and provides you support as maybe you are also going through some of these things as well. So my first one is be kind to yourself be kind to yourself and others, Um, bringing awareness to your your own self-talk and starting to notice is it kind and caring or is it berating and self-critical? Are you talking to yourself like you would to a child? And sometimes or a lot of the times we're not actually aware of how we're speaking to ourselves and It's only by becoming quieter and slower and meditating and being willing to start to listen to the inner commentary that we begin to notice how we really are speaking to ourselves. And this has been a huge one for me, I'd say this year. um, I've been committing to a really super regular meditation practice. Um, I've been spending a lot of time inquiring within myself, um, writing, journaling, these types of things. And I've really been noticing those days when I'm not feeling great and I drill down into what's going on in my mind and I start to see, wow, I don't, I'm not always that nice to myself. Um, and actually I then notice that if I'm not nice to myself and if I'm not feeding myself with really nice caring talk, that then I take stuff out on other people really has shone a light on me. So I realized that it's so important for us to take responsibility for that. And the way that we can do that is uh, to write. So if we're not feeling happy, to just write it all out. Just put it on the page. Uh, To take super deep breaths and really take care of ourselves. 
Um, so self-care things like having a bath, reading our favorite books, going for walks in nature, like simple things. But they are things that we need to, to feel good. Um, so yeah, so that's my, my first one. So being kind to yourself and then as a result, that flow on effect to others um, comes through. Number two, keep learning and expanding your mind. Read, take courses, listen to podcasts, learn more about yourself and humanity as a whole. Start to question more, challenge yourself with your own curiosity, but from a place of non-judgment. And then share the knowledge, share your journey, help understand it all for yourself, but maybe you're able to help and inspire others as well. I think that when we commit to a journey of going inwards, when we commit to taking responsibility for our own lives, then we start to notice so many things. It opens up a whole new world for us. And if we can then share that with others from a place of love, then wow, we can start to change the world in which we live in. Number three, time for reflection. Take time to stop to reflect how far you've come, how much you've grown and what you've learned. Remember to enjoy the journey, smell the roses as you work on your mission and on your goals. I think this is a really important one because we can sometimes just leave this until the end of the year and essentially that's what I'm doing here. Um, However, I do think that it's really important to try and do this throughout the year. So whether it's once a week, once a month, to just take stock and to look at the ups and the downs and what we've learned along the way. And then making those adjustments and making those shifts and those changes so that we are constantly, you know, checking in with ourselves and seeing whether we're aligned. Um, so that, you know, we live in a very busy busy world and we're constantly um, being bombarded with different messages um, you know whether it's advertising whether it's you know social media looking at other people's lives and then somehow comparing ourselves and you know feeling all of the feelings that go with that um, that we can find that our direction gets swayed by what's going on externally um, And if we don't take the time to reflect, then we can find ourselves very far away from actually where we wanted to be in terms of where our heart wanted to be. So it's so important to to keep um, checking in with ourselves, asking those questions, taking the time to reflect. um, And then, yeah, just making those changes accordingly to stay on course. Number four, take time out in nature. Go away for the weekend, jump in a car, on a bus, a train, a plane, and go somewhere new. It doesn't need to be anywhere exotic, just go somewhere, preferably in nature, or at least that's my preference. Switch off your electronics and any distractions and connect with yourself and with others. Reading, drawing, walking, smelling, hearing, talking. This time is so valuable and is so important to balance the body, mind and spirit. I know for myself that um, if I take myself 
like out of my day-to-day, away from the distractions or the comfort or the normality of the day-to-day, that I can feel so refreshed um, so invigorated, um, both, you know, physically and getting fresh air and, you know, feeling the earth under my feet and all of that good stuff. But also in terms of the inspiration that comes through when I spend time in nature and um, I get all of that fresh air and I walk amongst the trees and mm, become present essentially really present to the here and now without you know worrying about doing the shopping the cleaning the what am I going to do next week planning and all of this type of stuff just taking that time out and that this is something that's Oh, happened over the last five years. Uh, my husband and I went on a trip to Latin America, uh, or took a one-way flight, and um, we spent what ended up to be almost a year and a half um, traveling and walking up volcanoes and mountains and spending so much time in the great outdoors that that was the time when I really, truly connected with myself and I seriously did feel whispers from nature, from the universe in nudging me, directing me, messages of, you know, what was good for me. Um, And that was what then started me down this path of really going inwards and, um, you know, from a place of reflection. And now, you know, I make it part of my overall year to go camping my husband and I are going caravanning we're taking a camper van sorry uh, at the start of January and we're just we don't have a plan we're just going to be a bit spontaneous and um, just get out in nature and um, be less planned and forget about all of the worries and concerns and just be number five feel your emotions so when emotions bubble up feel them Don't ignore them, push them down or fight them. Allow the emotion to be. If you feel that you need to cry, then cry. If you need to be angry, be angry. Although, little caveat on the angry bit, just make sure that when you are letting out the anger that it doesn't harm other people. If you need to scream into a pillow, do that. Let shake you know, shake off that emotion from your body and actually shaking the body can also help move that energy around. No more suppressing this stuff. It's an act of self-harm to push these emotions that we don't want to deal with down into our body because it sits somewhere in our body and we'll end up carrying it around with ourselves on a day-to-day basis until we release it. It's like someone told me an analogy once, which was like, it's like we have a backpack that we're carrying around. And as we continue to go through life, that backpack becomes heavier if we keep pushing those emotions down into our bodies or into the backpack. And it weighs us down. You know, if you have a really heavy bag on your back, then you start to kind of like, oh, you know, fall forwards. Um, And you start to lose yourself with the weight of, you know, the emotions or the weight of that baggage. But if we can continue to release 
whatever's coming our way because the emotions aren't going to go away. The situations in life that we don't like, they're not going to go away. They're still going to be here, but it's really how we deal with them and ensure that they don't get stuck into our body. And this really came um, very real to me uh, this year. A number of different things have happened and I teach yin yoga and, um, you know, we work into those really deep parts of the body, you know, the deep fascia um, tissues, a connective tissues where, you know, there is a lot of stored emotions and memories here. And for myself and also for my students, you know, the more we stay in this place of presence with whatever's there in that pose on the yoga mat, the more memories from the past pop up for us to review. It brings everything into the light. Maybe some emotions pop up, sometimes we cry, other times we get a bit angry, agitated, frustrated. But in this practice, we stay. We stay and we release. It's such a powerful practice. And um, I think it's so important for all of us to have some practice where we can release and let go. And the other thing that I've been working on with this emotional release um, this year is that once I felt this emotion move through my body um, and whether it's, you know, I cry, whether it's, you know, I get angry, whether it's I write it all out and I just kind of let go in that way, then from that place, once all of the emotion has passed, then I start to inquire with myself and I start to ask questions about what's behind this and is it a pattern that's been repeating itself in my life and what changes can I make to move through this and ensure that it's not continually showing up. But I think it's so important to ask these questions once the emotions have passed through so that there's no negativity towards these questions. We're not going to be nasty to ourselves or being judgmental because that's not going to help the process. So we ask these questions from a place of kindness and from, from a place of unconditional life, love to ourselves. Number six, surrender when you don't know the answer. Wow, <laughs> this one. So when you're stuck, when you don't know the answer to a decision, when you're trying to control the outcome, remember that we are always being guided. But when we try to control, we're not allowing the guidance to be brought forward. We're not collaborating with the universe and we're not allowing the magic in. I don't know if you've felt this before when you're in this place of pushing. You feel like life's just not flowing. You're feeling stuck. Taking a moment to see how we're getting in our own way, how we're trying to control a situation, how we're trying to push and make things happen. And, you know, depending on what your beliefs are, um, I personally believe that we are constantly being guided. I, I can feel it. Um, now, I don't, I'm not saying that I always listen. I don't always listen. And then I realize a bit later on that I wasn't listening. Um, I've had some hugely powerful experiences with surrendering, which at some stage I'll share on this podcast, um, that have been really spiritual and really releasing and um, the guidance that I got from that place has been incredible. Acceptance. So this is the next one. It's number seven. Um, another huge, huge one um, and something that I've probably learned over the last four years. Uh, so letting go of your control of situations, of people, of how you want circumstances 
to be. So it's kind of similar to the the previous um, one. Um, However, it's um, more to do with, yeah, acceptance and releasing expectations on how you want people or situations to be. And we can really notice this if we become quite sensitive to and become more aware of how we're controlling, pushing and striving. Um, We can feel it on our bodies. Um, You know, those contracted feelings where all of your muscles feel really tight. Um, That's an indication of the need to soften. It's the same with um, when our breath, if you notice your breath and you're taking these short, sharp breaths, again, that's your indicator to soften, to let go, to inquire, and then, you know, to move forward from a place of, of that softer, softer space. And noticing the inner commentary and notice how the control feels in your body and then coming to the breath. So taking deeper breaths can really take us out of this place of control. And it's something that I really notice on the yoga mat as well um, in myself and also in students is that when we push, when we strive, when we try and get our body to fit into that posture, then we notice that our breath goes a little bit raspy. We're not so connected. Our brain gets really tight. Our brow gets really um, squished up. And um, yeah, we're striving, we're pushing. And that's when we can actually injure ourselves on the yoga mat. Um, And that's our indicator to soften and to release and to let go. And Rumi has a beautiful um, quote on this where he, he said, Uh, Life is a balance between holding on and letting go. And it's something that I learn again and again and again. And I think it's a lifetime's worth of practice. But bringing awareness to this can help us to readjust as we continue along our journey. And every time we notice that we're pushing, that we just need to take a little step back and just take some deep breaths, soften, and then make a little bit of space. And when we allow that space to be created, when we allow the, the tension and the stress and that contracted feeling to dissipate, notice what follows. Notice what follows when we let go, when we accept. I have personally found that when I do that and I allow that space, that a whisper comes through to say that things are allowed to be as they are. There are things I don't have control over, so therefore to allow peace through, I need to allow everything to be as it is, to feel the pain and then to let it go. And I learned this lesson with my sister. Um, I love my sister to bits, but um, years ago I was trying to control our relationship. I wanted her to be a certain way. I wanted our relationship to be a certain way and I tried to make it that way. And what resulted was that I was causing myself a whole heap of pain in the process and I wasn't helping our relationship So as soon as I gave my permission, myself permission to let go and to accept my sister as she is and our relationship as it is, despite it not being how I wanted it to be, so much peace came through, so much peace. 
And the last one, number eight, is take time to care for your heart and reconnect with yourself. So there's a bit of a theme uh, about reconnecting to yourself and I just think it's so, so important. So spending time in silence with yourself each day. So not just once in a while, we've talked about, you know, getting away from it all, taking yourself away from your familiar surroundings, but, you know, we can't do that all the time. So, but what we can do is taking 5, 10, 20 minutes each day to spend with ourselves. And whether you take yourself for a walk in the park, you spend some time in meditation, or you write in a journal, whatever it is, take time and take deep breaths through your belly to connect with your heart space. And in yoga, we talk about the um, the breath being the the connector or the bridge between the heart and the head. And it's true. It's so true. This is how I learned to connect with my heart, was learning how to breathe. It helped me to come out of this place of the monkey mind, of these thoughts and to-do lists and I've got to be like this and I've got to be like that and this needs to be this way. It allowed me to find that space and then allowed a different voice to come through, the voice of my intuition, of my heart. Um, there, and there really is a difference between spending time on your own, thinking about your to-do lists of what happened yesterday and what we're going to do next week and allowing the stories of situations and these types of things to kind of play about versus being super present with yourself right here, right now. Um, and this isn't easy. It's not something that comes quickly. It's not something that's easy and it's not another to do. This is so different to any of those things. It's a practice and it takes discipline and it takes dedication. And it's like a yoga practice. It's showing up for yourself every day. It takes time to get um, the, you know, or to train the monkey mind. It takes time. If, if you know, you've been living your life uh, with so many thoughts and a busy mind, then it's not going to change overnight. But through the practice of making this time for yourself and start small, you know, start five minutes a day doing, you know, something like sitting on a park bench, looking at the trees or going for a walk and noticing everything around you or writing in your journal. But as you will find over time and through patience and practice, all of this becomes easier. And you start to notice things that maybe you've never noticed before. This is where the juice is. This is where true joy and abundance, in my opinion, comes from. Um, to me, this is wholeness. Thank you so much for listening to this first season of Becoming Whole. I will be taking about a month's break over the Christmas period and I will be returning around the end of January, so mid to late January, with the second series or season. Um, and I've got some fantastic guests lined up for season two. So I can't wait to share those episodes with you. Have a beautiful break with your friends and family and 
remember to slow down. Remember to take that time of reflection as we come to the end of the year. Be kind to yourself and breathe. And that's the end of another episode. I do hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights. You can find more info about the show and my guests by visiting my website, claire-bradshaw.com or subscribe to iTunes to ensure you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, please give it a rating on iTunes as this makes a huge difference in sharing the podcast and its content with more people. My dream is to create a happier, healthier, more wholesome world. And I truly believe that it starts with ourselves. So thank you for listening and have a beautiful day.